From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, You know that we like to talk legal issues on the show regularly. And, of course, we are also now entering into that famed process called election year. So tonight we're going to do some um, election law and legal stuff. Uh, We're going to start with a look at um, those rulings out of Colorado and Maine recently that tried to dump the leading candidate for the Republicans off the ballot. Uh, Jay Christian Adams will be with me momentarily to discuss that. And then a little bit later on, she's the leading frontrunner for the U.S. Senate seat for the GOP in the Garden State. Does a mayor have a chance at dethroning the Democrats when Bob Menendez no longer holds the Senate seat that he now holds. We'll speak with Christine Serrano-Glasner. But first, I want to talk with um, Jay Christian Adams, uh, who specializes in election integrity with the um, legal think tank that he heads up. And Jay Christian, when I think of these judges and the Secretary of State, I think of children and how they've behaved recently. What say you? Yes, in fact, Public Interest Legal Foundation has had lawsuits against both of these secretaries of state, Jenna Griswold and uh, uh, Sheena Bellows. And I can tell you from experience, you're dealing with some of the most childish election officials that I've encountered in 20 years of doing this work. And this is the sort of thing they do in third world countries, don't they? It's like, oh, you're the opposition party. We're not letting you run for office. Uh, It's the exact sort of nonsense that America stands against, which is equality which is democracy, which is everybody gets a vote. We don't rip people off the ballots. That's something that third world dictators do. Let's talk about the likelihood of their efforts succeeding, because that's ultimately whenever I'm asked about these things, everyone's like, "Okay, Kev, bottom line it for me. What are we looking at here? Um, My sense is that all the appeals get filed and ultimately SCOTUS has to address this because it's not just these two states, but there's a couple of others that are still um, humming along. And even though I mean, they're still trying to, to press it, even though many states have looked at it and said, no, we're not touching that. Right, Kevin. And I got to tell you, the Public Interest Legal Foundation, we're going to be filing a brief in one of these cases any day now, maybe tomorrow. And there's a real problem with what they're doing, because the 14th Amendment is the only part of the Constitution that has a repeal provision that Congress can enact. And let me give you the big news that no one's talking about. It's been repealed twice. This disqualification provision, the 14th Amendment, was repealed uh, in an amnesty act of Congress Twice, one time in, in before the Spanish-American War to get a cavalry general that they needed who was a former Confederate, that they needed him in the U.S. Army to help fight Spain and Cuba. So we'll be filing this brief to SCOTUS. You're right. It's going to have to be decided probably by the Supreme Court. And I think general principles of letting people vote are going to govern the Supreme Court's decision, including the legal technicality that I just informed you about. Yeah. Well, I also was doing some reading, and I'm not the lawyer you are, um, but I was doing some reading over the weekend, and it's also very explicit in Section 5 of the 14th Amendment that it's Congress that decides if legislation appealing to the uh, uh, prevention of someone from running for office due to insurrection. It's Congress that decides that. It's not the Secretary of State for Maine. It's not for judges in Colorado. Uh, It's pretty clearly spelled out. So do you think this goes any further than the next level of appeal, or do you think it's going to have to go to SCOTUS? 
But first of all, I think it's going to have to go to SCOTUS because, uh, you know, you can't rely on the Colorado Supreme Court or the Maine Supreme Court to resolve a national issue like this. It's dangerous. But, you know, it's funny. You, you say you're not a lawyer, but you seized on the enforcement clause of the 14th Amendment that says Congress shall have the power to implement this. And, you know, what's funny, Kevin, is over the last hundred and what, uh, 60 years or so, Courts have always talked about the equal protection parts and the congressional power to enforce equal protection and privileges and immunities, and and not so much the insurrection part of the 14th Amendment. And so I think you're <laughs> onto something that, uh, you know, maybe some of the best lawyers in the country haven't thought of yet. Does it matter at all um, in a legal sense that he was um, impeached twice, once on supposed quasi-insurrection grounds? Um, and come and you know not convicted in either case. It seems that Congress is also linked to that in some way. Doesn't doesn't at some point somebody say, guys, we've dealt with this. It's been done. Uh, it did not meet the standard uh, enough. Right, and you're exactly right because there was an acquittal in the Senate twice, and and an acquittal is an acquittal, and you know you're right. If Congress has said anything, it said that he's not an insurrectionist, right? But look, something is is even crazier here. What these nuts like Jenna Griswold are doing in Colorado with the Secretary of State is they're actually helping propel Trump back into the Oval Office. I mean, look. Everybody knows that the indictments by the Justice Department uh, was designed to elevate Trump, who they thought was the weakest possible Republican. Like the bureaucrats in Washington wanted Donald Trump to be the nominee. But now it's gotten so bad with what Griswold is doing, what Sheena Bellows is doing in Maine, that he's actually starting to edge ahead of Biden. People are sick of this manipulation. People are tired of people, petty people in power like Griswold and Bellows, uh, using their petty power to take away people's voices. And that's what started happening. And now suddenly Trump's in the lead. And so maybe they played one too many hands. Maybe they've gone a bridge too far. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see how this uh, all works itself out. And and I guess this is kind of the golden nugget that we haven't even addressed yet uh, as well. And that is that these two states claim that he's guilty of a charge that no court has decided. And in fact, in the D.C. case, he's not even accused of. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to keep someone from running for office on the grounds that they're convicted of insurrection, don't you need a case that said that they were guilty of insurrection? Yeah, like so many uh, Trump haters, they're hearing the voices inside their heads say that, you know, he's guilty of everything. They're not following the law. They're not looking at actual convictions. They're hearing what their progressive allies are saying about Trump. And they're the fever swamp, uh, what the coffee uh, chat is in the fever swamp about Trump. They're not looking at actual convictions, actual findings. In fact, if they were, they would have to talk about the Senate acquittal. Uh, they would have to talk about the Senate acquittal twice. And so, look, this is just this feverish hatred, feverish hatred by uh, the progressives, by the never Trumpers. Uh, we could do a whole show on those nuts. Uh, and 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 just they, they will use every means at their disposal, every lever of power to see their dreams uh, in action and keeping him off the ballot. Uh, Jay Christian Adams of the uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us tonight. If people want to find out more about what you're doing, how do they reach you? Publicinterestlegal.org. We're the only public interest law firm fighting for election integrity exclusively in the whole country. I'd love to bring you back at a, at a future night to talk about election integrity in general and your sense of where we're going in 2024, if any improvements have been made, particularly in the swing states that Trump does seem to have a lead in, although he had a lead in them on election night and we woke up to a Joe Biden presidency the next morning. Can't quite explain that at this point in time either. But Jay Christian Adams, thanks for being here. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Coming up next, she wants to be the next U.S. Senator from New Jersey. Does she have what it takes? You decide when we continue. Kevin McCullough. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's a new year and a time for new resolutions, right? I'm sure you've already made yours. Going to the gym, spending more time with family, watching what you eat. But what about your family members? 
Is there someone in your life that should really make a resolution for an upgrade to a new career? Why not tell them about court reporting? It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. They can work in courts. They can work in schools. They can even work from home. They work as much or as little as they want, and their earning potential is fantastic. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them right now. The NCRA is offering this free program called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting, and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College, Forest Hills, Queens, is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. Again, that's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. This is Carol Platt. Leave out for townhall.com. The president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, has resigned, despite the Board of Fellows' support and behind-the-scenes lobbying by Barack Obama. Not only did she disgrace herself in congressional testimony by failing to condemn calls for Jewish genocide on campus— Gay was credibly accused of more than 40 instances of academic plagiarism. Along with Gay herself, the scandal's greatest victims are elite education and the DEI movement. But the resignation is too little, too late. The public scrutinized the leader of what's billed as the nation's preeminent university and realized the empress figuratively had no clothes. It became obvious Gay was selected as Harvard's president because of her immutable characteristics, sex and skin color. And Harvard's drama became a microcosm of the decay and corruption DEI has imposed on many of our greatest institutions. Gay may be gone, but the lessons Americans learned will linger. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. It's my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Step into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts, tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. And my next guest is the frontrunner for the GOP Senate nomination in the Garden State. And since it's an election year, we're going to start talking about (laughs) electoral races much more so. You know that about every two and four years, Kevin McCullough gets, you know, somewhat political in uh, the coverage that I um, uh, cover and I'm very very pleased to welcome my next guest because she's a former mayor. Uh, she is someone who has worked in the private sector and now she wants to be a part of the body, the most deliberative legislative body on planet Earth, the U.S. Senate. Her name is Christine Serrano Glasner, and she joins us now. Hello, Christine. Hello, Kevin. How are you? It's One minor you. correction: I'm still a mayor. Oh, sorry. Don't want to take the day job away. <laughs> well, I, do, and, I didn't want people to worry. Yeah. And you know what? It's important that uh, people understand that because when sometimes, particularly in states where Republicans have not fared well, 
the the thought is well they run a lot of just private citizens that sometimes don't mount very serious efforts and then they end up not really knowing what they're doing in the public sector trying to run up against a machine like the new jersey democrats and so it is important for people to know that you're in elective office you've been successful as a mayor you are doing uh, what you have pledged to do but now you have an opportunity to represent the entire state and for those of you listening that you know are not political junkies the reason that the Senate seat is so much more important is that the House of Representatives was designed to represent the individual citizens of a region. That's why the districts are small. That's why they have to get out and campaign and go door to door, etc. The Senate is a deliberative body that gives an equal voice for each of the states that are represented in the United States Senate. So the power of the of a u.s senator to speak more broadly for all of its citizens in its state is is maximized but then there's also an impact that that senate seat has on all of the rest of the 50 states and so christine understanding that that job changes a lot you know as a mayor you're a ceo you kind of have things that you have to to get done on you know on on budget on time for the uh for this uh municipality to uh, proceed the senate is a very different animal what 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 attracted you to this position well it's important for new jersey i think it's also important for people to know that i have a greater background in government i was a senior vice president in economic development for new york state and then i was regional advocate for the small business administration i dealt with a lot of regulatory and policy issues so i have that background i understand the senate i even worked down in washington for a short stint it's critical that we return integrity more than anything back to this seat because that's what we've lost and i believe people have lost their faith in public service i'd say to people all of the time people need to understand this is a job people have elevated the u.s senate to being celebrityism to being a place of a power center to being a place where people go and make a lot of money wrong this is a job and our job is to serve the public. It's public service, not self-service. And that is what it's become. Under Bob Menendez, it's become complete and total self-service. And we need to return it back to what it is, take the power away from that position and return it to the people. This job as a US Senator should be coming and speaking to people in this state on a regular basis and ex understanding exactly what people are going through, what families are, are challenged with, what seniors are challenged with. I think one of the things that we've seen in a state like New Jersey is you raise children here and then they go to college and then they can't get jobs here or they can't afford to live here or they can't afford to buy a home. We need to fix that and we need to fix it at the national level for everybody so that young people can return to their home states, can return to a wonderful state like New Jersey. And that's my goal. That's why I'm running. And I do have, mm. I have the experience, but more importantly, I have the energy and I have the work ethic, and I have the reputation for delivery. And this is why I want to do this for New Jersey, for the people. I've said for a long time, and people that have listened to me know this, that senators tend to make very poor candidates for president. Um, and senators that become president end up kind of not really doing very well uh, legisla legislatively and kind of agenda-wise because the job of a CEO, which is what a governor or a mayor or a president is, is very different than the, the senator's job, which is deliberating, passing legislation, building coalitions, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I've always thought in reverse that former CEOs make great senators. Um, you've been in the private sector you've been in the public sector you're now a ceo of a, of a villa of a municipality talk to me about how your executive experience parlays into representing your state well more importantly than anything is the exec when you're an executive when you're a leader communication is key on all levels you need to be able to communicate your message concretely so that people understand it but you need to be able to listen and you need to be able to merge those two things. And that is my area of expertise, frankly, is really listening to people, listening to what they need, listening to what they want, but making sure that our plans are based on need. It's the same thing in the US Senate, and it's really where the Senate needs to return, hmm. is to making sure that we're providing for people what they need for a future, 
My biggest concern with this Biden administration is there's no plan. You you see the economy right now. They've had a plan for green energy and climate. They've had a plan for DEI, but nothing else. No plan for the economy, certainly no plan for the border. We see that every single day, record-breaking numbers coming over in December, 300,000 people. We don't even have a stadium in New Jersey that holds 300,000 people. I don't know any stadium that does. There's a stadium in Texas that holds 80,000 people. So can you imagine the number of folks that have come in and the need for taxpayers to have to support these people now? They have to be fully supported. There's a point in time when something like the border or uh, the economy or crime that's completely out of control in every city and in many states, and it's getting worse, has to be reeled in. And that starts at a policy basis with the Senate, with the House, but most certainly with the Senate. And they need to take, they need to step up and take greater leadership roles. I think sometimes they get caught up too much in the minutia and they need to think as leaders and think about what people need for the long term. That's that's my goal. That's my goal is, well, is in, to return that to the in, Senate. In such a closely divided Senate, um, flipping a seat from the Democrats to the Republicans would give uh, a great deal of um, emphasis for your voters to come out and to support you and understand that the agenda has the potential to literally be your race that makes the difference for control of the body. Let me let me go back to something you said, though. Um, and then we'll take a break if you don't have time to uh, fully answer it before we take that first break. But you said that the the job in, in the way people have represented it, uh, particularly Bob Menendez, has uh, turned, it's morphed into more of a power play, more of a, a personal aggrandizement, if you will, than a service of the public. This is very well demonstrated in the corruption that they are revealing about Senator Menendez, the uh, different uh, cushy jobs and titles he took with foreign countries, not registering as lobbyists, breaking the rules, getting rich off of it, etc. But even in his own party's attempt to replace him, the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, his wife, uh, who's declaring herself eligible for the Democratic nomination, and there's going to be some other Democrats jump in, are all plagued with the same type of corruption as well. When we come back, let's talk about the defining difference between you and them uh, when we uh, continue. Uh, it's Christine Serrano-Glasner. She's running for the GOP nomination for the U.S. Senate seat in New Jersey. Very happy to have her with us. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Authorities say a 17-year-old opened fire at a small-town Iowa high school on the first day of school after the winter break, killing a sixth grader and wounding five others. Thursday morning, shooting had students barricading themselves in offices, ducking into classrooms, and fleeing. An Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation official says one of the wounded victims was a school administrator and that the suspect was found dead with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. A winter weather system moving through the U.S. is expected to wallop the east coast this weekend with a mix of snow and freezing rain. But forecasters say it's too soon to say which areas will get snow and which will get rain and how much. The Pacific system is moving through western and southern states before moving up the east coast this weekend. On Wall Street, the Dow by 10 points. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to follow me on a cruise to Alaska this 4th of July weekend. It will be the adventure of a lifetime. Reserve your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or patriotsalaskacruise.com. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Like AM970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two Two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is seventy nine ninety eight for a limited time. You can get this six pack towel set for only thirty nine ninety nine with promo code Joe P. That's a fifty percent savings. Go to mypillow.com. Call eight hundred six five one zero seven nine eight. Use the promo code Joe P to save fifty percent on the MyPillow six pack towel sets. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, on the Patriots Alaska cruise this summer. It's an incredible opportunity to engage with me and other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. What could be better? Join me from June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Cats and Cosby, weeknights at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back from Times Square. It's Kevin McCullough. Glad to have you with us. Um... Christine Serrano-Glasner is my guest. And Christine, we were talking about corruption. When you think of the Biden years, what the history books will write about this period of time, corruption will be the subtext of everything they did on just about every level of policy and actions that they took. Uh, There's no better description for the Biden administration than America last. Uh, And Bob Menendez certainly uh, demonstrated that, and he predated the administration uh, in the United States Senate. In fact, I believe the way he even came to power, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he sits in the Torricelli seat, which was a big shell game to get someone in, into the position that wasn't actually really nominated or elected to get there. So having said that and seeing, seeing the charges that he's been you know, now laid with uh, at, the, at the seat of the uh, Ethics Committee, uh, the, the Democratic Party in your state, New Jersey, has a chance to... Do a clean slate. Start over. No corruption. No, no dirty play at all. They couldn't even get out of the gate with that. Explain. Well, you know, it's very simple. And if people were paying attention, there was yet a new indictment for Bob Menendez in the last couple of days. And this has to do with the, the country of Qatar. He apparently has taken bribes. And look at that connection. I've been making this connection. I, I don't know what it is. Somebody's going to have to unwind this, but. You take Bob Menendez, who's been the chair of our Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Mm. Now there's accusations that he has taken bribes from Qatar or on behalf of Qatar to benefit them. And Qatar is the country that has been hosting and protecting the leaders of Hamas. Yep. It's too messy. It smells to the heavens. And it's that kind of governing that has to go away must be cleaned up. So if you look at the folks that are running here in New Jersey for that seat, they've been involved with this for years. The governor's wife, even in 2018, the last time that Menendez was gold bar Bob, right? The last time he was up against charges, she donated to him thousands of dollars. He has been held in this position so that they could maintain this power, right? So that they could keep this power. This is what's important to them, and this is what's going on again. They need to maintain that seat. The fortunate thing is they're going to have a primary on their side because not everybody is too pleased with the fact that 
I'm sorry, but Governor Murphy is once again trying to purchase this seat. It's wrong and it's not the way it should happen. The way I have been campaigning is, sorry, is literally through grassroots, county by county, town by town. And even if it is a Senate seat and you've got to cover the whole state, then that's what I plan on doing. And I will continue to do that. It's a lot of work, but, you know, it's a labor of love. You get a chance to really get out and meet people and talk to people and hear what their concerns are. That's what needs to happen here in New Jersey. I said it before. It's got to be about returning the power to the people. And that's how we start. I want to go back to what you said, because um, the governor's wife is a declared candidate. And right out of the chute, um, there was the appearance of impropriety that uh, they were using taxpayer money to basically launch her campaign and bring influence by name recognition for her to radio ads that she had never before (laughs) voiced for the state. And all of a sudden, there she was, uh, Tammy Murphy, on radio uh, talking about policy on on state-funded campaign ads. Correct, right? And, And we called them out on that very quickly. I got calls from people even after we called them out saying, I've never heard her do radio programs like this, radio ads. And they had to admit themselves. They said, well, you know, this would plan, was planned before. And I thought to myself, she didn't just suddenly decide to run for the U.S. Senate. They planned that at the same time that she was talking about running for the U.S. Senate. So they full well knew. Had it not been wrong, they wouldn't have taken those ads down. And they did take them down right away. They needed to. However, she continued to do public appearance for that same organization that she was launching. And I think they thought nobody was nobody was paying attention, but I certainly was. It is absolutely using the office of the governor to run for this seat. And it's wrong. It's interesting because the governor even came out with a statement and said, she's going to have to run on her own back. She's going to have to, you know, go county by county. None of that's happening. Because everybody calls me and tells me what's going on. He's the one who's spending an awful lot of time running her race. He's calling people left and right. He's, you know, I hate to say it, but from the sounds of it, maybe even twisting arms and saying to people, you're either going to support her or, you know, there could be a price to pay. I don't know what that is. I'm not even making a suggestion, but it's what people call me and tell me. It needs to be done the right way, right? People need an opportunity to really not just be handed a candidate once again, who's going to work for their own agenda. We need to start taking care of the people and running this race that way, right? Person by person, town by town, county by county. Christine Serrano-Glassner, hold that thought. We're coming right back. Kevin McCullough from New York. Don't go away. Do you want to kick your new year off right by getting healthy and sticking with your resolutions? We can help. Our annual holiday buy one get one free sale is going on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the new year by learning more about how to stay healthy from Invite Health. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Want better focus and attention for the new year? Contact Invite Health today for memory multivitamin and cocoa HF. Call us now to order by phone, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com to order online. Get free shipping on orders over $35. Take advantage of Invite's limited time buy one get one free holiday sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. This is Carol Platt, leave out for townhall.com. The president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, has resigned, despite the Board of Fellows' support and behind-the-scenes lobbying by Barack Obama. Not only did she disgrace herself in congressional testimony by failing to condemn calls for Jewish genocide on campus, Gay was credibly accused of more than 40 instances of academic plagiarism. Along with Gay herself, the scandal's greatest victims are elite education and the DEI movement. But the resignation is too little, too late. The public scrutinized the leader of what's billed as the nation's preeminent university and realized the empress figuratively had no clothes. It became obvious Gay was selected as Harvard's president because of her immutable characteristics, sex and skin color. And Harvard's drama became a microcosm of the decay and corruption DEI has imposed on many of our greatest institutions. 
gay may be gone, but the lessons Americans learned will linger. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier, to serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us in 2024. Going to have a lot more of these conversations. Uh, Christine Serrano-Glasner could be. The 51st vote in the U.S. Senate if uh, this next election uh, goes successful for her. And certainly it would be a devastating loss to the uh, National Democratic Party to lose a state, uh, to lose a Senate seat, particularly from a state as blue as New Jersey. Uh, But, Christine, let me ask you about that. Um, You know, I spend a lot of time in New Jersey. There's a lot of people that have really common sense values that are not down with the uh, electric car for every garage uh, mandate that uh, the current administration seems to have put forward. And they're looking for common sense leadership. What are the people of New Jersey telling you that they want? And what are your solutions to the problems that they face? Well, number one is the economy that is really, really impacting people. And people are looking down the road at how that's going to further impact them and their children's future. This administration has not put a plan in place, and that's my strongest uh, view of this. Number one, we need to work on the economy. Bidenomics are, is obviously not working. It's certainly not working for everybody. It might be working for the elite, the upper echelon, but not everybody else. Then the, uh, you know, the agenda is pretty obvious. It lays itself out. You look at the border, it's completely out of control. Once again, there's no plan. We need to curb that in. And when you curb that in, what will happen is... You're going to curb in fentanyl, which is killing hundreds of thousands of Americans a year, right? It's an open fentanyl highway that they've created. They shut down on day one. Biden came in and he shut down the oil pipeline and he opened up the fentanyl pipeline. That needs to be shut down immediately, as soon as possible. And you can only do that if you start to curb and shut down that border. Hmm. Crime is out of control in this country. We need to give power back to our police. We need to give respect back to our police. This whole defund the police has had a significant effect on cities and towns, and people are waking up and seeing that. And that crime that normally would have just been in the cities is now coming out to the suburbs and smaller towns. And so people are really waking up and saying, aha, you know what? This isn't working. Getting back to the economy for a second, it's very simple. Energy. That was the other first thing that they did was they really said, we're going to limit all these things. You talk about the electric car. There's no long-term plan. They don't know how they're going to provide. Our electric grid could not possibly provide for all of this. Mandating that people have to buy something that they can't afford, and five years from now, they're not going to be able to afford, what's the answer, right? They have to be able to get around somehow. We're not putting money and efforts into public transportation. 
So we need to look at all of these pieces, but certainly we need to go, it's got to be all of the above on energy. I, I believe that we need some green energy. We absolutely do, but can't exist solely on green energy. If you look at some of these meetings that have taken place over the summer and these concessions that the United States has made on carbon footprint, what you see is that other countries like China, they're not making any concessions. Hmm. We've shut down our coal industry. China? China's opening up hundreds of coal plants. All we're doing is switching all of these jobs and profits over there. We need to look at all of these avenues because what do people want at the end of the day? They want to have a roof over their head. They want to have a job. They want to be able to have, if they have a family, they want to raise that family. Well, they want to know that their own children have a future that potentially can go to college or go into a trade or open up their own business. And then they want to know that there's an opportunity for them to retire and maybe even retire in their own state like New Jersey, hmm. wonderful New Jersey, instead of everybody fleeing to other states like Florida and Texas. These are the things that we need to focus on. And this is the agenda rights itself based on the disaster that's been going on in this country. And that's what I will focus on. Policies that are sound and logical policies that have long-term plans, not pass something right now because we need it right now. What's the effect down the road? That's my goal and that's what I will work on. That's my background and it'll be my pleasure to help deliver that and improve quality of life for people right here in New Jersey. An actual problem solver in public office. What a th what a foreign concept uh, to the uh, to the entire idea. I want to I want to ask you about that specifically, though, because um, let's fast forward a bit and presume that um, Mr. Trump gets the nomination, uh, gets into office. You have a house that's tightly divided, but maybe a, a Republican majority. And if you pick up your seat, it could be a very tight Senate divide. One of the things I think that a Trump administration will want to focus on is not just uh, reducing the tax burden, some of those ideas, but also deregulating a lot of the things that the Biden administration has put into place. His economic policy is kind of twofold to it, right? So there's, you've got the actual tax policy, and then you have all of the chokeholds that he puts on small businesses just to comply with the uh you know the, the regulations that costs small companies small businesses enormous amounts of capital what is your approach to regulation particularly as it impacts the small business owner well you know kevin adding to that one of the things that's happening right now is the uh minimum wage is going up and so you take those regulatory burdens that are placed on smaller businesses. And I, I, and there's, now there's a lot of them. I mean, I don't want people to miss this. There's an excess of 2000 regulations that the Biden administration has put on small businesses since they came into office. That's a lot of compliance. Correct. And on top of that, the tax cuts that came in the Trump administration are now sunsetting. So yeah. you've got the excess regulation, you've got sunsetting tax breaks, and you've got an increase in minimum wage perfect storm for businesses to start going out of business. One of the things, if you look at the job numbers, you've had a huge reduction in manufacturing jobs. There have not, there's not been growth in manufacturing. That's a direct result of the over-regulatory burdens that have been hitting them. The only growth you've seen is really in government jobs. That's a direct result of this overreach yeah, and by this government. they talk about it like it's some sort of gift to, to mankind. You mentioned the tax cuts, and yes, those are coming to a sunset. If Congress and a new president can't do something about them. Um, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're in big favor of the child tax credit, which is among those that would be uh, sunsetting and would impact every single family in the state of New Jersey. Well, the most important thing about that is it impacts folks that are struggling, mm -hmm. folks that, you know, maybe are only making that minimum wage and are trying to raise children. It impacts middle class. It impacts all of these families and so to take that away from them what does that mean at the end of the day that means that when you know tommy needs a new pair of sneakers because he just grew out of his old ones guess what there may not be the money for that it literally gets down to main street and essential items for families that now forget about vacations it's the basics that they no longer can afford Christine Serrano-Glasner, best wishes on your run. If people want to help, how do they find you? 
please come help. We need all the support we can get. www.christine4nj.com. And that's Christine with a C-H. Please come visit us. We'd love to meet you. We will be talking again before the election. I'd love to, in the general election, set up a debate uh, to take place right on my platform and and let people decide for themselves. Uh, We'll have to see who will be willing to participate and go from there. But thanks for spending time with us tonight. Thank you, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. (laughs) So tune in. Eye on Real Estate. Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate. Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then, we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, on the Patriots Alaska Cruise this summer. It's an incredible opportunity to engage with me and other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. What could be better? Join me from June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. All right, uh, a final news note tonight. From something that may be largely overlooked by the rest of the media, but it was not lost on me, given the fact that we have talked about election integrity this week and uh, that there are those that are trying to interfere with it. Uh, You may know that Jack Smith, while he's been trying to uh, get some relief from the Supreme Court to assure them that uh, that President Trump's claim of immunity as being president at the time that an insurrection took place, so if, if, if it was in an insurrection and he's the government, he's insurrecting against himself is what technically it would be um, if the Supreme Court says he, he does not have immunity. Anyway, that's another long sidebar. But Jack Smith was told by the court when th- those proceedings were begun that there was a stay in the Washington, D.C. case. And the stay is 
fairly definitive. It means that nothing on the case moves forward. You don't file court documents. You don't uh, do depositions. You don't do discovery. There's literally nothing else that takes place in that case while that stay is in effect. And Jack Smith's own idea was to take this appeal to the Supreme Court, kind of jump the circuit court and start making his, his case to the ultimate court that nobody could overturn. Uh, and he's rolling the dice. Now, he's he's already rolling the dice on this because and I and I think there's a better than 50 percent chance that the former president is successful in this appeal before the Supreme Court. And if he wins it, it is likely that the decision at the Supreme Court would then end all of the litigation currently pending against the former president. All of it. There would be an established precedent from the highest court that would then that would then be granted. And none of these cases would be able to stand beyond that. But Jack Smith's rolling the dice on another level of this as well, because not only could he lose that appeal, hence giving the president immunity through all of these things, he's also violating the order of the court to stay during this appeals process. Now, you have to understand the people that oppose the former president are very desperate. And it's this desperation that's causing them to do crazy things like try to kick him off the ballot in Colorado and Maine. Uh, in New York State this week, there's new discussions about how to try to keep him off the ballot here. You can't do it. The court's already said. And they're going to say again, they're going to find again that these uh, the rogue states are out of line with the Constitution when they're trying to do this. That, that That's all going to be established and Trump's going to win on all of that. But when you tell a court that has told you, we're going to stop all proceedings on this until this appeals process plays out. When you tell the court that, eh, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go ahead and do work on it anyway. And you try to file documents and you try to do discovery and you're trying to do depositions and you're trying to do things that the court has said, all of it must come to a halt. Well, it's been my experience watching these things over the years that courts don't take too kindly to that. It's also been my experience that Jack Smith is kind of slow to learn these lessons. You know, when he took the case against former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald to court, he went all the way to the Supreme Court and lost nine to nothing. In other words, his understanding of constitutional law has not always been the best in terms of its judgment. And that's why I think that he may be making blunder after blunder that he's not really anticipating what the end result could be, which is to give us finally a free and fair election by the releasing of all of this burden against former president trump i'm kevin mccullough we'll see you next time